0: Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. He alone is worthy. Amen. Good to see everyone tonight in the house of God. Amen. So glad to be here another Thursday evening for Bible study. Amen. After being class all day today, I was like, wow, it's a good thing. I didn't hold chasing today, so you have to get the education. That was not This a space of chasing, so. Uh, it was real good, refreshing, you know, I I told one of the guys, one of my fellow um, colleagues in um, this evening that, um, you know, nothing wrong with being a continuous student, getting education. Education is good for the knowledge, good for the soul, you know, if you please, you know, spiritually that is, but getting education help you to be sharpened in certain areas and help you to be better in life in everything that we do, so um you know i commend those that continue to study it's not an easy process you know i mean i i watch my wife sometimes go through the headaches and the nightmares with she and her classes and i'm just like well it's almost over you're almost there honey just keep hanging in there it's not easy and for those of you know you that involve in that that settings and involving that things i know it's not easy but we all doing what we have to do amen Let's keep on serving the Lord with all our hearts and with all our minds. Don't forget, it's only what we do for Christ will last, you know, in the midst of everything that goes on around us. So, um, continue to keep our pastor in your prayers. Keep everyone in our prayers. There's so much going on in the world today, and it's it's just one thing when you're not connected, you know, with God. And um, you get so carried away and caught up with the things of this world. You know, you see so many people just being just tossed back and forth. But we're we're so honored, you know, that we're here and we have, you know, standing a solid foundation. And once we continue to maintain that solid foundation, all of, everything around us, you know, will just collapse, you know. Um, so, thank you for being here tonight. We're going to invite you to stand with us as we get right into our Bible study tonight. Amen. Praise God. Um. Um. By the way, of announcement, I think the twenty seventh or the twenty sixth. The men's um, 27th. Yeah, we have um, a men's um, service in Stanton Island on the 27th. It's not w- two weeks from now. So for those of you, brother, that are able to make it, would encourage you to be there. It's going to be a good time. Amen. Um, anybody have any special requests tonight, prayer requests? Amen. make can raise your hand. We're going to touch and agree. Amen. If you want us to pray, a few hands going up. We're going to touch and agree tonight. Amen. That whatever the needs are tonight, the Lord will fulfill all our needs tonight and meet us where we are. Amen. Let's just go to the Lord and pray as we pray tonight. Father God, we love you. We honor you tonight, Lord God. We give you glory and we give you all the honor. We thank you for this another privilege that you have given unto us to be in your present. In your present, there is fullness of joy. And at your right hand, there are pledges forevermore. Father God, as we come in your presence, Lord God, tonight, we ask you to forgive us for every sins. Forgive us for the things that we have done in your sight today, knowingly and unknowingly, Lord God. We ask you to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Cleanse us from all filthiness, O God. Purge us with isop. Wash us and help us to be whiter than snow. Creating us a clean heart. And renew a right spirit within us, Lord God. Cast not thy presence away from us. And take not thy only spirit from us, O oh God. Father God, if there is ever a time we need it, we need it now. Now is the acceptable time. Now is when our salvation is nearer than when we first believe, oh God. We thank you for being so good to us, Lord God. You've been our provider. You've been our keeper. You've been our shield and our butler. You are the wheel in the middle of the wheel, oh God. You are the brightest morning star, the fairest of 10,000, Lord God. There is none like you, none before you, none to compare, Lord God. You are the one that is and that is to come. You are the one that we adore. We worship you, Lord God. We give you glory. We give you all the honor, Lord God. We thank you for been so good to us lord god it was nothing good that we have done but because of your love oh god you came so that we can have life and have it more abundantly lord god and father god as we pray tonight lord god we ask You, lord god to touch every person in this place tonight lord god those that raise their hand tonight lord god whatever their needs are lord god whether it's spiritual physical emotional oh god or financially lord god we ask you to meet them where they are tonight lord god you promise you'll never leave us nor forsake us oh god and whatever we ask believe in your name it shall be done and we come in no other name but in the name of Jesus the name that save our soul from sin and give us peace within oh God we ask you Lord God that your spirit oh God will move upon us tonight in our Bible study Lord God I we pray oh God for the men of God as he come tonight Lord God that your anointing will be upon him touch him from the crown of his head to the sole of his feet tonight Lord God open our minds and our understanding oh God that as the words go forward oh God we'll take to the word of god father god would pray for a pastor and his family tonight lord god that you will touch them. You'll strain them, Lord God. We ask you to cover them and keep them, Lord God. I pray for those that are not here tonight, Lord God, that you'll touch them. We pray for online congregation tonight, Lord God, that you'll touch them likewise, oh God. Oh, pray and ask you, Lord God, you'll help us tonight that when, oh God, the service comes to a conclusion, we can say we're surely good for us to be here. We ask you to bind us together, Lord God, with cords that can never be broken, Lord God. Father God, we ask you to move upon us like never before open up doors like never before lord god we honor you lord god we give you all the glory we give you all the honor we worship you oh god for you are great and you're greatly to be praised have your way among us lord god we ask your will to be done not our will but your will to be done oh god as we come into the service tonight in your hand we ask you, lord god to be with us and keep us tonight in the mighty name of jesus we pray can we just give the lord a round of applause everybody let's just thank him for his goodness and his mercy oh hallelujah we thank you for your goodness your mercies and for your love oh god in the mighty name of jesus we pray in jesus name amen 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 and without any further ado amen it's an honor to have the man of god tonight brother Godfrey. he's gonna come tonight and he's gonna whatever the lord laid on your heart tonight my brother uh, take your liberty amen lord be with you and keep you just Do what the Lord wants you to do tonight, my
1: friend. Jesus' name. Praise the Lord, everybody. He alone is worthy. 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 Hallelujah. I'm in that same trend, like Brother Henry, who just comes up and say, For the Lord our God is worthy. He alone is. And I thank God for his goodness and his kindness and for what he's done. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. We honor the Lord for bringing us here, and he has been so faithful. We serve a faithful God, and uh, he keepeth his covenant with them that fear him. And uh, we give God praise for our pastor in his absence. We honor him and his wife and family. We give God praise for this privilege and this honor to stand before the people of God. I do not take this lightly, and I thank God for allowing people that have served in this church. We honor them in their respective places. We believe that God is going to speak to us today and tonight, and I know it's been a long week, short week. It feels as if like it was, we were just here yesterday on Sunday morning, but God is just doing great things in the midst of it. Let's just continue to stay focused and continue to serve God, love people, and love, of course, this present, uh, the people in this world. Not the systems of this world, but love the people, because people must be saved in the name of Jesus. So. I also want to honor, um, and I'm thankful to say this uh, for the first time. I hope it's not like the this this trend thing. I just like get to my point, but I like to honor my wife who's sitting in the congregation, yes, and I give God praise for her. Just gotta like, get in the flow of this, you know, and and I thank God for that because you know, just the very example of uh, you know just hearing her pray at home and just you know just a, a part of. What I believe, you know, God, you know, put us, you know, together. And I, I thank God for, you know, I encourage anyone who don't feel as if marriage is like for you. No, it is for you. I believe it is. And I can't say because if you have a specific ministry to focus, that's fine. But, you know, I desired it. You know, it took some time, but God made a way that it will be the right person, you know. Word. Things do happen. Things do happen in life, but you can always get up from any mistake and any such thing. You're not counted out. You know, you're not cast aside. You're not an outcast. You just have to get yourself back in line, back on track, and you'll be okay. And you know that God is going to help you because you know, listen, there is therefore now no condemnation to them that are in Christ. As long as you're in Christ and you you understood what you know the things that has happened in life and, and the struggles that have happened, yes, it's going to happen. But if you get yourself in Christ and not condemn yourself of your past. You're able to yet uh, persevere through all the circumstances because people are going to say things anyway. So you might as well get used to it. You just have to persevere and, and know that you are a child of God in the midst of all that has occurred. You know, And I give God praise and I give God thanks. And uh, we're going to get to the word tonight. Uh, we're going to look into the scripture of St. Luke chapter number 9. I pray really to be brief because it's really just a thought provoking thought-provoking question i have not so much of question but just to be aware of what i believe the lord has given unto us you know and i, I believe that god is speaking through our pastor i really believe that i want to make a declaration here saints of god and i believe that i just want to stay in the flow i believe this church is in the will of god i don't know i'm just gonna i could just sit down right there i believe christ in a church I can't speak of anywhere. Now, I've been to many places. It doesn't matter what specific um, oneness. In Union, I'm, I'm kind of stuttering because now you don't know who is oneness or not uh, these days. Uh, sorry to say, but it's the truth. But um, I believe this church in this county, I can't speak of any other county because I, I, I used to live in several counties in the state. But I know from the experiences I have been, I believe this church is on the threshold of God to do a great and mighty work Amen. for all people. Amen. I'm not talking about a specific set of people. I'm talking about for all people. Yes, I've, I've, I've seen central focus uh, ministries that focus on, you know, specific cultures and they just gravitate to specific cultures. And, you know, it just and I'm glad. Thank God. But you know, sometimes we must understand that um, if we're going to stretch ourselves, it's gonna it's gonna take through some growing pains. Yeah. We're gonna learn some things when God is trying. I was talking to my wife yesterday about you know our reach and stretching, you know, and um, something how it was occurring. And you know, it seemed as if like you know we were just you know dealing with like allowing your elasticity to expand yourself you know just not to be safe and not to be you know content you know specific when it comes to the kingdom of god you know it's it's much bigger and it's much wiser much more powerful than what you think but god is good so we're going to get into the word luke chapter nine and i'm going to um just go and speak or just talk on um the theme and subject and i just have a question to ask do you believe or do god has a problem with sleep Of course, the common answer is no. Why? Jesus, while he was on earth in this human body, was both God and man uniquely. He wasn't uh, half man, half God. He was fully God, fully man, not dual. He was unique in the nature of his likeness, the likeness of God. God slept as a man. And so when he formed even Adam, he put Adam to sleep to make woman. So obviously the answer is, of course, he's not against sleep. Of course, the book of Psalms 127, and I'm reading the New Living Translation version, says, It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night and anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. So clearly he is not against sleep. So it's 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 obvious we understand the, na- the notion. We understand the foundation. He's not against sleep, sleep, but that's in the natural. But in the spiritual, though, saints of God, this is where we have to be aware. And I believe last week's message was or lesson. I'm more into teaching now more than just you know preaching. Preaching is just that's for that's for the catching, but 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 teaching is for the the stabilization, it's for the setting. You know, you have to put people together and put them and get them to engage, to understand, you know, and comprehend. But spiritually, sleep, though, is a, a it could be a, an Achilles heel, meaning that it could be a, a, a somewhat of a, of, a, of a buffer or some type of a um, level of um, a, a trip or a s- obstacle that can come. If we're not careful, if spiritually we are caught sleeping. Tonight's lesson, we're focusing on the impact of being aware, but unaware. That's the theme tonight. Aware, but unaware. Our focus scripture, Luke chapter 9, 28 to 36. And I just want to speak from my heart. I have the notes here, but I, I was one day, you know, somehow we were challenged two weeks ago about prayer just woke up one uh, morning and man, I just felt God's presence. Some of the things he said to me, yes, I want to just share. Um, One thing he clearly said, and I said, God, I I never was kind of brought under that concept, but I understand what you're doing because of where I am, the environment I'm around. And one of the things he told me is that we must befriend the sinner. We must In this time, we must now watch this. The sinful deeds, we don't accept. We don't accept sinful deeds. We don't accept even their philosophy if they're trying to make us compromise and saying, well, just to justify where, you know, when it comes to the norms of society, you know, when it comes to certain social issues, certain um, issues that, you know, compromises our faith. But we must love or befriend the sinner one of the things I brought the pastor a few weeks two few months ago when he talked about um, discipleship I asked him I said you know in the past you know we were refrained from um, how can I say loving the world or the scripture that says and I believe in the book of um, book of James or uh, that deals with um, having friends or um, having a friendship with the world and the scripture said being a friend of the world is an enemy against God. But he just reminded me, say, you know, it's not a friend in terms of or in terms of agreeing with the world. But it's the system that is yet causing them to act upon their lusts and their desires. But the person we must love at all costs, you know, and that's what we are called to be. But this story that deals with tonight dealt with a moment where Jesus Christ was taking the disciples up to a high mountain. And the high mountain was where a place where he wanted to express himself to his inner circle. That is, of course, you know, the focus, um, other subjects or the sub subjects, which were Peter, James and John. And he took them on a high mountain. Again, that's Luke chapter nine, verses 28 to 36. And he dealt with them in in speaking um, and, and, and began to pray. He began to pray. And the emphasis of Jesus' ministry was on prayer. Now, many times in the scripture, in the book of Mark, it talks about he going into a solitary place, waking up before dawn to pray, meaning that he left them uh, while they were still asleep in the natural, and he went off to pray. And he's just, of course, the prayer we know is an example set um, to not only fulfill all righteousness, but for us to understand that we Um, cannot live we cannot make it in this life without praying we cannot survive literally it's like breathing air we cannot live without praying and so jesus is just everything he did was an example set and that's what our church is called to be in this community what we're doing is to set an example whether the alternative society that we're seeing that is yet focusing on the negative We ourselves set examples of the things we do. That's why sometimes, you know, many of us say, Well, you know, it ain't about always about events and programs. Well, I beg to differ. Without setting the example of those things, what are we then what is our purpose? What is what we have been we are called because we have been given an assignment, and there are things that we must do. It's not the central focus of our ministry of doing things, but we must do because the scripture says. As Jesus said, wist not be I be not uh, of my ma- or I be not of my father's business He said to the to the lawyers and to those who are of uh, high elites, he said, Listen, why are you stopping me I'm called to doing this, and I have to keep being busy because it is my assignment on the earth i don't know how long of us would have you know i don't know how long in terms of my life would be, but I make sure that whatever i hand my hands see my hands to do, I will seek to do." for the glory and for the honor and for the praise of God himself. So the book of Luke describes a descriptive descriptive story of Jesus taking them on a high mountain. We all know the theme, which is called the Mount of Transfigurations. And also the book of Mark describes the story. But Luke gives a deeper insight of what actions occurred when he described the the power that when Jesus prayed and what happened to him in the physical realm. In the physical realm scripture says if I can read that's in Luke chapter nine, I'll read verses I will read verse where he says and I'm sorry, one second. I will read at verse let me start at verse twenty nine twenty eight twenty nine. He says and it came to pass About eight days after these things, he took Peter and John and James and went up into a a mountain to pray. And as he prayed, this is the verse I want to focus on. And as he prayed, the fashion of his countenance was altered and his raiment, thank you, was white and glistering. Saints of God, there is such. If Jesus was a man just like you and I, flesh and bones, laughed, cried, slept. If he himself could pray of such fervency, and I'll get to that word, fervency, and effectually, that could cause his very countenance to change, why not us? I'm not talking about us transforming to some, you know, transformer, (laughs) some mythical character. I'm talking about if even the very presence when you go into work, when you're on the street. There, you know sometimes you get that notice if you're in Dunkin Donuts and say, "Man, hold on, you look different, and your smile your 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 just whatever you do, your actions can identify you as a someone different. They can't say you're a child of God, they don't know if you're a Christian or not, but they say you're just different, you're not like everyone else, and it comes through your personal relationship with God. it just doesn't happen. It does not just take anointing. It doesn't take just, you know, you just be in the right place at the right time and just, you know, you just got all this good stuff. No, it takes a time. It takes a a level of humility, a level of self-denial for you to allow yourself and his presence to now conform you into his likeness. And so it is that's how much powerful when Jesus prayed, he prayed until even his very countenance, his very presence transformed in the midst of his inner circle. But the thing is this if you read down into the scripture, it then says, and I'm I'm reading and I'm jumping ahead to where the crux of this lesson is focusing on. Yes, he saw, or at least in the presence of a dimension of glory, he witnessed Moses and Elias in uh, it was like kind of like a, um, in in the Old Testament, they, they have descriptions of what's called a theophany, meaning that it's, it's likened unto a person, but it's just a symbol of that person. But in this sense, these two men, Moses and Elias, Elijah, they never actually physically died. They were caught up. I'm sorry. I mean, rephrase that. Moses died. I'm sorry. But the presence of Moses was yet caused to come back. His body was fought. Michael and, you know. Uh, the archangel was fighting, and Satan was fighting over his body. But Elijah never passed. And a symbol of these two men will happen later on in, you know, the tribulation period. But that's another story. But focusing on uh, this particular passage, we're seeing that he had a conversation with them, and he the purpose of their conversation was to focus on what his predestinated purpose of why he came. He came not only to seek and to save those who are lost, but he came to be a sacrifice, the ultimate sacrifice to bridge the fallen man, to bridge the the, the, the the line of demarcation, to bring about and the fulfillment of the law. Because the law itself was yet a schoolmaster bringing us to unto some level of knowledge, but not full understanding and not full deliverance of 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 the very sins and the very transgressions we would yet face and we would yet commit. And, of course, there was, of course, blood sacrifice. There was uh, sacrifices and offerings given each year. Because remember, the New Testament doesn't really start with the book of Matthew through John. It starts actually in the book of Acts. It's still the Old Testament because the the testator was still alive, which was Jesus Christ. And until the death of a testator, that's when the fulfillment of his covenant has been abolished in terms of the old covenant. So it's really the Old Testament they're dealing with. And so we're seeing these Old Testament characters find its place in their conversation. But verse 32 says, but Peter and they, so Peter and the inner circle, which was James and John and himself, they were caught with heavy sleep. And when they were awake, they saw his glory. And I have so much to say in terms of that situation because we're seeing today where it's like, uh, how can I say, not an epiphany, but it's like uh, uh, persons are so mesmerized of the results of a thing, but not yet understanding the process of where in terms of where God or where the, 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 the fulfillment of God through that person is yet being accomplished for the will of God to be made known meaning that is that people are so excited for when things are happening but when things in terms of you getting to where God wants you to be where the process is yet not as pleasing as it looks in terms of the fulfillment of all that you're seeing. It's much, much more deeper. It's much more. There's so much of a weight. There's so much of of a of, of a of a responsibility, when someone yet is experienced God working through them. It doesn't work as as many think is as easy to just hold a mic and you're just making noise. No, you have to have a life that is yet pleasing discipline unto God, that He can use you as a vessel. Because many, as many as you know that. Those who have this persuasion, you know, many of us are, are responding to God's love and God's... Because remember, the scripture in the book of Romans talking about gifts and callings come without repentance. So, you know, he will anoint any, any such person, if he so ever so will, to fulfill and accomplish his will in the earth. But doesn't mean that he has an approval upon who they are and what they have done. Because, of course, many shall say in the last day, Father, did I not cast out devils in thy name? Then I lay hands on the sick. Did I see the dead raised? But he said, no, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I never knew you. So you can be used of God. That's scary to be used of God, do the will of God, but yet still say, I have never knew you because the life, the awareness was not in their life. It was not in their spirit to yet know that I can't just act upon the will of God. I must yet the will of god be in me and my will be destroyed and 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 be crucified daily paul said i not only die daily but he said i'm crucified with christ yet not i but is the christ that lives not a personality that's the that's the issue we have today my goodness if i don't make something if i don't do a cartwheel or a backflip it doesn't make anyone just. It just makes somebody doesn't feel excited to just be, you know, in the press. And listen, mind you, this. I'm not here to just to castigate. I'm just talking about. It takes so much now, to get people revved up to say, "Hey, you're in the house of God," or "Or you're in." It's like I'm a hype man, and I, I mean, I mean, it is what it is. But saints of God, I know for a fact when you have relationship with God, I don't need, I don't need, and that's why I love this assembly, this assembly. Some people may say, man, hold on. Y'all ain't got no keyboard. Where's the, where, where, where's, God no, just got a trumpet. day. it's anointed from God. Because listen, anytime, anytime you walk, in, this ain't of God. As I said again, this church, if anything you don't remember tonight, this church is in the will of God. And I'm telling you, saints of God, we're going to see those from the north, from the south, from the east, from the west trust me saints of God it is not It is not, it I'm saying this because I'm excited I gotta hold my excitement because unless you have vision trust me the people will perish and because you have things just because you have things working for you doesn't mean you have vision I mean trust me a lot of people got things but it doesn't mean they have vision it's the truth in this day and time trust me in this day eyes that are blind not physically but spiritually blind will be open here will be open here I believe it I'm a believer of it if you believe it but lift your hands with me and say I believe God that eyes spiritually will be open we're just conduits we're just the we just we're just vessels to fulfill God's will and God's perfect purpose and I give God praise and I strongly believe today saints of God, we're in this present world for a purpose. He said, I strongly believe God is calling us to a level of prayer that, as the Bible says, and here's the key. It's not about being those religious persons. And trust me, I've seen, I'm, I was fascinated. I was fascinated. It's the second time I've seen this. I uh, was somewhere with my wife and um, while we were in Canada. And we were somewhere, and literally sent of God, I saw these two men. I knew, of course, they were, um, you know, of what, you know, ethnicity. Um, but they took their rugs, wherever they were, They lay their rugs on the grass, and they were praying. Out in the open space, they knew it was time that whatever the time it was to pray, they prayed. I'm not talking about people who are blinded. I'm talking about for us, saints of God. You know, I believe saints of God. And when we pray, it must be this. read If you look at 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, he says, Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. I believe that's what prayer does. If, that, if our prayers are not conforming us and making us, that we are love within our hearts when we have been hurt, when we have been bruised, when we have been talked about, when people have done us wrong, when we have seen the fulfillment of all the hearts of man being desperately wicked against even us or even in this society. But if our love through his spirit is made perfect in us, We will have boldness in the day of which we stand before him and yet stand before him in his righteousness. Not our own, but his righteousness, because we know that while we are in this physical world, we are like him, because as he was, so are we. So it's just a continuation of what his ministry had set for us. And that's what prayer does. That's why he prayed. So as he is, so are we. In this world, it is not to impress that I'm a prayer warrior, and I got prayer shawls, and I got I got this ministry, and I got oils, and I'm gonna sell them, and I'm gonna give them away. No, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about proving yourself to be anointed. It's about God saying, "I am who I in you. I as I was, you are what you are called to be." And that's all it needs. You don't need to impress. Just do what He did and God will get the glory through your life. And so, again, as I said, as I was meditating, I said, I'm not this far with debate how long you should pray. But I do know for a fact, if you read a scripture, now there's many scriptures, but I want to focus on this theme. James chapter 5, verse 17. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed, that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man Availeth much, and I want to focus on those two themes. The fact is that we have to look at the word effectual and fervent. They are of the same def- defined word in the Greek, and the name or the word is called energeo. In the English, it means associated with the word energetic, which is a verb, which is not something that is still; it's action. So the theme or the the actual definition, which means to be active, efficient, to do, and to be mighty in, that's what prayer does. Prayer causes you to either be active, efficient, to do, or to be and to be mighty in. Now, does it take all day like those calling on Baal to bring down fire to call on their God? No. When Elijah said, are you ready? Are you finished? He must have been on a vacation. Uh, let me let me just let me do what he's instructing me to do, and I'm going to just say two words or three words, and I, you will see the God that answers by fire. He will be God. He didn't take long. I know there's an emphasis of prevailing in prayer, and I don't want to get into the, the, the specifics of how the length of I'm talking about effectual and fervent. Because I could pray as they did, as Jesus uh, 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 criticized—not say criticized—he was he was he was rebuking the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the and the scribes that prayed open prayers. They they fasted with shamefaced faces, but the Scripture says you're like the dead man's bones, like your your sepulchre is like empty because you're just doing at a vain repetition. But I know there's someone that confess within themselves that they were a publican and they were a sinner and they acknowledged where they were. They acknowledged the state of where their life was. And he said, Behold, look on me as a sinner. He said, that man is more righteous than you will ever say in your own words, in your own vernacular, in your own description of what you believe, prayer and what you think that my answers will be coming through, whatever traditions, whatever acknowledgement that you think that is effective. But I answer through the heart that is contrite and broken. That's what David said. He said, a broken and a contrite heart, I will not despise. So you can pray for an hour, two hours. Pray for the whole day. If your heart is not broken and contrite, you're just saying words. I'm going to give you a, uh, and Brother Scarlet, this is a, I, I, I heard of this um, or I came aware of this. So there's a the man in, the, in our movement. Uh, Brother Ken Gurley in Houston, Texas, is doing uh, 21 Days of Prayer. And he mentioned this man named Charles Spurgeon. I said, you know what, let me just look up Charles Spurgeon. And he mentioned and he quoted about saying about prayer. And one of the quotes that I want to say to you, if you're going to write this down, I'm going to repeat it twice. He says about prayer, one of his quotes, you are before the Lord. It's you are before the Lord. Let your words be few. But let your heart be fervent. i am gonna repeat that. You are before the Lord. Doesn't have to mean you're kneeling before God, but you are before the Lord with your posture of your heart, the posture of your spirit. You are before the Lord. Let your words be few. Although many times in our heart we are feeling overwhelmed and we want to write a song like David did and express and detail out all what is going on within our hearts, the issues of life. You know, we want to do that. But he what Spurgeon said, You are before the Lord, let your heart let your words be few, but let your heart be fervent. So it goes back to what we were saying about the Greek interpretation of the word fervent, to be active, to be efficient, to do, and to be mighty in. Your answered prayers may not come when you believe that it's supposed to come, but I believe. That if you allow yourself, the heart, your desires, your will to be now yet in position or postured that the will of God will take authority, take rulership, take 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 ownership of you, you now understand that my prayers can't be just about me. It can't focus upon what God, what you're going to do for me. It's about enduring faith. It's about enduring through the trials and the circumstances that you are faced with, he said that your, the trial of your faith will make you perfect. He will strengthen you, settle you, establish you. He will he will perfect you. He will he will cause you to understand and be aware, not to be unaware of of of, of, of so much he wants to reveal to you, that you may get draw closer to him. Because after that, I had wrote in my spirit that he said prayer has nothing to do about changing. Changing the thing or changing the situation. Prayer is about changing us. And as God leads our pastor, God leads this church, as long as we see us the issue, focusing on me. Don't focus on what you, you, you're you not seeing or what you want to see. Focus on yourself. Not selfishly just to say it's all about me, me, myself, and I. No, it's about causing yourself to to be a a conduit so that God could flow through vessels and that there is a free flow. That when people who are yet in a place being called stuck, they're in a place where they're confused, a place where they're needing, uh, they're in a drought situation. But because we are yet allowing ourselves, those who are in this room and those who are watching, but those who are in this room specifically, we can focus on not only God. Doing what His promises and His word has confirmed already, because every promise and confirmation is booked. He's spoken, He settled it, He said it already. It's just us to align ourselves to His will. And even as I, even as I'm, I'm talking to you. I'm in a situation I need God to work some things. But I said, God, I'd rather be in Your will than to get my desires met. I don't know where the turn of my life and situation, but I need to get in this will. Because trust me, I said again, this church and this assembly, more than anything, is in the will of God. And some of us know we need this church more than we need anything else. Because we have no other hope, no other place of security to look to. But when the word of God is spoken to the man of God and the men of God and to the woman of God and to the the work of God and to see family. Some of us understand, some of you are more closer to the church family than your own personal family. So at this time, at this moment, we're we going to be here, as, Jesus, as, as as pastor always say, we're we going to go to heaven together, so we might as well love each other. So let's, 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 let's understand that. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a definitive right there. But he said, when, when, when I want to focus as I close on Peter's issue, Peter, look at yourself as like a Peter. We all know Peter had hurdles and struggles Struggles he had overcome. From the time he was ordained as a disciple, when he yet confessed that Jesus was Christ, the revelation of Jesus Christ, Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God, because he said, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? He was the first to speak and say, yeah, you are the Christ. But at that same juncture, Jesus had to rebuke him. Some, some, someone like us. I'll get to why what Peter's uh, dilemma and situation. Several accounts he had, had put himself as such a relatable figure to us. He was bold, quick to speak, aggressive, but at times naive, immature, and insensitive. In this encounter by viewing his master, it was until he woke up from his heavy sleep, going back to the the, the story that we're dealing with tonight, It wasn't just him alone, but in the essence, it was Peter in his amazing, after seeing his master in such rare moment, he spoke stating that it was good for us to be here. It was until he got out of his own way that he saw Jesus in another state, another form. It says a lot about us that it seems as if only things become interesting until it seems as if it is beneficial for us. He had a selfish encounter. He didn't want to tarry with Jesus by praying. It's his second encounter by praying. This is the first time. His second time was when he was at the Garden of Gethsemane, and he was fast asleep like the rest of the disciples. It seemed as if when the times of when it was urgent to get in trenches and to, to understand the severity and the seriousness of the times of which they were living in, they became careless. Saints of God, we have to be careful today that we can't become careless in this time. We can't fall asleep. We can't think that Tylenol will help us to fall asleep. No, we need to be aware of what's happening. Because as the world is getting worse and worse, and things are getting worse and worse, and in the kingdom of God, things are getting worse and worse. As the scripture says, as Paul said, the Spirit speaketh expressly in the latter times. They will be given heed to doctrines of devils, heaping to themselves teachers, having itching ears. It's, it's the time, saints of God, we have to be very careful that if we are not aware of these things, we also be swept and caught unaware. But I believe the very elect will not be deceived. The very elect will not be deceived if it was possible Elect, will not be deceived you just have to make sure you're align yourself in the will of God and tonight saints of God as we're gonna close and I just think I'm all over the place but I thank God for what he is what he has said already I'm gonna leave this thought I had to go over this message um that I listened to um and it's not copywriting but it was intriguing I didn't I ever heard of this in a long time um I didn't take anything from it. But uh, because but, you, you, see, you see how today is that people are, you know, uh, plagiarizing messages. And they get it from YouTube. No, this is from the Lord directly, saints of God. But I want to refer to anyone to consider this message before. We have many examples of, you know, listening to pastor and listening to those who have taught the word of God here. Brother Scarlet, Minister Henry, uh, my God, Brother Kellerman. Taught the word, we have enough a lot in spirit that we can just take. But I want you to consider a man, um, he's an old timer, an elder. And I listed this message, it was a long time ago, and it was done in 2007. It was not an old time message, but it was done at because of the times in 2007. The person is Jeff Arnold, You've probably heard of Jeff Arnold, he's a little, he's a little different <laughs> as he ministers, but he comes across very intentional. I said saints of god i i i beseech you, I watched it just again, and I was like man, this is God help me, forgive me,' and I could not hold my seat because it was just listen it's it was done in 20, 2007, thousand and seven we're in two thousand and twenty two that's fifteen years, and there's not so much change that has happened it's 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 this continuously happening the challenges that we're facing with, and the message was called, and I will title this he said god 's greatest desire. And man's greatest need. The focus was. The miracle is not in. Just seeing the manifestation of God at work. The miracle is actually. Getting to know Jesus. On a deeper. And more effectual way. If you say. If you listen. Just meditate upon. The the word of God is. We have no excuses. It's just the messages that will say. And will speak. There are many who have spoken about knowing God. But this gripped me. Because he made mention that man's greatest need is not anything else but knowing Jesus Christ, and we think he went as far rebuking, you know, those who were there saying that you think you know God because you 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 you're, you're established in your ministries and and you're called into this, and we thank God, but you think we know God so far? No, we there is a way. There's a there's a level. There's a there's a there's a deep plunge that we have not tapped in, that we have not yet personally. Uh, open ourselves to that 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 god is looking and he's waiting for us he wants to make intimate uh encounters with us because if we're going to be the sons of god manifested because the earth is groaning that's one of the things i i also the lord will show me that deals with the earth the physical earth you see all this chaos see all what's happening Uh paul said it in the book of romans he said the earth is yet groaning there's a spiritual element, but there's also a natural element to that. When you're seeing disasters and you're seeing, it's like we're becoming numb to this thing. Like you're seeing what's happening around the world and in this very country. It seems as if things are just like not impressive. Like we're not, we're not urgently looking at these things and saying, man, are not only prophecy being fulfilled, but God, there's something about you're addressing to me. He said, the earth groaneth and waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. That means our purpose, our posture, our assignment is called to be a, – a, we're called to be a changing agent in whatever community or whatever society. Whomever we can come in contact, we are called to, to become that which he has assigned us to be. And so that message was very impactful because we can't just settle for just the miraculous. We've got to settle within ourselves and be unsettled of knowing and seeing jesus at a different dimension to see him in his power and in his glory to know him to have he used very graphic language in the in the in the text but the point was is that it's in order for you to understand that dimension of jesus christ we got to bring it to a place where we can understand that we ourselves must come to the level of where he is and where he when he is actually allowing himself to humble himself that he will reach us where we are, but he wants to take us to a level and dimension where he is, that his glory may be revealed to us. It's important, saints of God, in this time that we understand that these everything that has happened in your life is for a specific purpose, it's for a specific, specific reason. It's, it's, it's not by happenstance, it's a divine encounter, the divine. Uh, uh, journey that you have experienced. That you will yet experience God in such a deeper and a more intimate way. We can't afford for spiritual apathy in this time. Apathy meaning that you're just being, you're dragging your feet. You're just, you're just, you're just, you're just, you're just just lazy. You're just, you're just, you're just being irresponsible. We can't afford that. According to what we are seeing and what we are posturing, saints of God, Trust me, I'm telling you, I, b- I believe, God, that we're going to see these seats, not even these seats, but the seats where we're going to. Trust me, they are. we're praying for seats because there are people going to be filling these seats who we've never seen before. We're going to see today that people who were once confused growing up in the church, they're going to get rest. Oh, hallelujah. They're going to see real restoration. They're not going to see, see restoration that makes them feel good. The restoration that their relationship with God yeah. is now brought to understanding. Uh, saints of God, I'm telling you, we can pack church. Trust me, you just call an event. Get free free stuff and say people will come. But that's not good enough, saints of God. Yeah, the spirit is willing. Flesh is weak. Yeah, we're fighting against this war. In knowing God. Paul had laid out his depiction and description of his of his of his of his, of his works as being a, 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 a Pharisee of the Pharisee, Hebrew of Hebrews, the, out of the stock of Benjamin. That's in Philippians chapter um, number chapter three, describing you know who he was and who he was before you know his Christian walk or his understanding of revelation of Jesus Christ. But when he looked at that, he said, "All things that I'm seeing, I count them but dung." That I may win Christ for the excellency of the knowledge of Jesus Christ may be of God and not of me. And then he said in verse, I believe, verse 12, verse 11. He said that I may know him and in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his very suffering. Sometimes knowing God will cause you to suffer. Sometimes knowing God will cause you to be heartbroken. Sometimes knowing God will cause you. To to feel as if, my Lord, I really did not know he would bring me through this. Because everyone was telling me it's easy coming and becoming a Christian. No. It's quite opposite, saints of God. When you want and desire to get better or at least to know him in such an intimate way. Tonight, saints of God, let us be aware. That neither than be unaware. You know, we're seeing things that are never seen before. But we are here for a reason and a purpose and that in itself has not caused us to be to be uh, bent out of shape causes us not to be you know uh, you know um, you know why do we have to deal with you know identity crisis when it comes to the to, to the human body like I, I, I we got we got to face with questions and children and and and, and in a society that says hey if they want to be called a certain way they have the right to be called a so certain. We got to be faced with these things, saints of God. We got to be faced with these, 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 these. Th- there's a, there's actually a situation where, right now, in the in Florida, where uh, they're forcing a 16 year old to carry through birth, and she cannot, you know, kill or at least uh, commit an abortion. Like we're seeing so many things where even the thought of it, these are a lot of controversial things that we're dealing with. And we're dealing with things that that in this time, God called us. We're alive to see it. But what is it for? A lot of us want to say, man, I can't wait to get to heaven. Listen, I don't want to get weight. Can't wait that I leave this body. I want to bring heaven here. Because there's someone that is needing. They are needing uh, an understanding of truth revealed to them. And that tonight that we know that we're not just going to be just, you know, taking light for granted. But we're going to be aware what we are called and assigned to be. And I believe God has called us. God has, again, has equipped us. We understand the worth and power of what God has put us in, in, this, in this church, in this, in this location for here. Because though we're here, just temporary sins of God. There, there are still, there are, there are, there are, there's still much more that we have to do. We're looking at almost the closing of the end of this year. And how long, how many years we have left is only on God's terms. But as long as we know that where our vision and our focus is and where we are, are headed to, there's nothing, saints of God. There's nothing for us to, to be dismayed, to be concerned of what the future holds. Because as long as we are in the will of God, saints of God, trust me, your hands, our hands are being held by the master. He's leading and steering our pastor into a way of which directing us into a, a full understanding of where we're called to be. And I believe God has yet put us and there are places in the spirit and tapping in the spirit. And it's going to be through prayer, but it's going to be through our personal walk with God will take us and lead us into places and dimensions where saints of God. I'm telling you, we're seeing God in a much deep, deeper way where things that used to affect us won't affect us anymore as much. They will affect based on the, the, the sharpness of words, but where our determined destiny. Our focus will be on where he leads us. If we can stand right now, saints of God, and let's just pray for these 30 seconds and believe, God, that we're not going to be just unaware, caught unaware. We're not going to be overtaken by the superfluity of life. But we're going to be called to now to be aware, in not only in just in prayer, but in our effect in prayer. We're not going to just say swelling words to impress God. But because of our lives, we're going to be called to be effectual and fervent we're going to act upon the faith in 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 our prayers and trust and believe that what he said his word he cannot lie the bible says god is not a man that he should lie the son of man that he should repent if he said it he shall make it good if he not make, if he has not yet confirmed in this world saints of god he will fail to be god because he cannot lie he cannot lie let's pray father in the name of jesus we give you thanks that we would not withhold nothing within us. But we trust that, God, you have spoken. You have get heard the word tonight. And that we are aware within us, God, there has to be, oh God, a transformation. Lord God, the words that I speak, Lord God, let it not just fall on a place, oh God, that I feel content. But help me to hunger and thirst for righteousness. That, God, your name be glorified. Your spirit will be, oh God, lead us. We thank you for what you've done. We thank you for what you've established. We look to you, Lord God. You are the finisher and author of our faith. And we trust that God tonight, that there's someone that's watching, that you are tuning into this, oh God, Thursday night subject or Thursday night Bible class, Bible study. We believe that God, you've led them here. You've led them to this moment. And we believe that God, you're going to yet do a work in their life. We pray, oh God, the blessings of the Lord. We pray, O oh God, salvation. We pray our hearts and minds to be content. We trust that, God, you have spoken before. You're going to continue to speak. We pray that you will use us as a church to be a conduit and be an impact, O oh God, to the various parts. That you not only instructed us, not just to preach the gospel in, in Jerusalem, but uh, the uttermost parts. Help us to go through the uttermost parts of where we are yet called to. We thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus we pray. In Jesus we thank you. Let's put our hands together. Hallelujah. Let's thank the Lord. Let's bless his holy name. Let's give unto the Lord. Of course, we have our building fund, which we believe that God is going to use what he has provided us to bless the kingdom of God. We thank you right now. We bless the Lord for you. May God have a a blessed night in the Lord. May you continue to be blessed. Give unto as whomever um, our brother Henry in the back and those who are watching you can find the ways to give on our our webs are on our website and on our ways of giving online. God bless you in Jesus' name.